0: Enter now the Age of Apocalypse, Shiga, with your hosts, Dayspring
1: and Scott Free. The name's Cable. Remember it. And the only people who can stop Apocalypse are the mutants known as Dayspring, Scott Free, and Michelle.
0: All right, King, listen. You know I love you. But fuck the Eternals in this issue
1: they didn't do anything
0: (laughs) what do you mean they tell that to the monkey telepaths that are no longer in existence
1: you know it's um i don't see that's that's uranos you know um uranos is not a very good dude okay i'm gonna
0: be so transparent to you right now i don't know who uranos is and I should have Wikipedia it before we jumped on. Cause you have such a great mind with this. Of course, you know, everything about him.
1: Did you read eternal's heretic?
0: No, I didn't. And you told me to, and I should have, but I figured, I figured
1: <laughs> I am a good cultural sample for X stance. You can, you can explain it to us. So eternal's heretic is essentially like a one shot from the eternal's like current run, the like Karen Gillen's doing. Um, and it centers around, uh, Thanos and Uranus, because right now Thanos is eternal prime. Um, you know, he along with, you know, with somehow manipulated the system. And like while they're voting for the new Eternal Prime, they ousted Zeros, who's been it for centuries. Um, and they uh or millennia really, and then Thanos overtook, you know, eternal prime because it's got to a point where people didn't really care. It was just kind of like, oh, he's he's always eternal prime, like that kind of deal. So with Druid's help, Thanos became eternal prime. And he met with Uranos, who is an Eternal who's been locked away for such a long time because one of the first big incursions between the Eternals was Uranos versus Kronos, you know, the brothers. And let's just say Uranos is a little bit extreme. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. And- thing, I was talking with Geekable Podcast because we he actually read it, just so you know. Um <laughs> <laughs> well, listen. I love Nick from Geekable. <laughs>
0: I love the Geekable duo there with Anas as well. They are great human yeah. beings. I'm sure they did their homework. And you. And by the way, for folks at home, we Namor is going to be coming on to review Judgment Day in July when it officially kicks off. So this is our precursor. And I was DMing him today and he was here like, you have to read this Eternals issue. Just this
1: one shot, not even the whole series, just this one shot.
0: And I failed to do it. I'm sorry.
1: But anyway, the one thing I noticed that I told Nick was there's a line that said, uh, you know, Uranus is having a little monologue. He says, you know, eliminate excess deviation. And he just says that like multiple times throughout it. So right now he's kind of locked away. Thanos is just visiting him and kind of like, they kind of have similar vibes and he tells him that he has like, you know, one of the Eternals like locked him specifically away. um, It's because he, he got too powerful. And like he also made a failsafe, which will destroy the whole machine. The machine, if you don't, you know, if you got confused reading that wording in this, um, in the Eternals book, the machine is basically the, like a consciousness kind of, of like Earth. And it's just meant to be like a fun, playful narration. Um, So basically, you know, Uranus made this failsafe that no one can get to um, because he's, like, his mind is so powerful. Um, so basically it can destroy the whole planet. Um, no <laughs> one knows what it is yet, but the only person who does know what the key is, is Thanos now. So Thanos okay. um do whatever Uranus can have like a failsafe safe to basically destroy the whole planet. Um, but right now he's locked away, but you know, a dru- Druid being, uh, you know, for those people who are just MCU fans, um, Jurig is not, you know, a sad boy, you know, angsty kind of guy. He is a cold-blooded murderer, backstabber, a terrible human being, a snake. He is the worst person in the world. Um, so, you know, he's not, you know, very keyhogan He is a murderer. Um, but, uh, yeah, so he's not a good guy.
0: Folks, today we are talking about Avengers X-Men Eternals Judgment Day that came out on free comic book day. It's sort of a precursor to that big event that's happening this summer. And we have Gearing Jillian who's writing it. And it is he's he's a writer on Immortal X-Men right now. And he's a writer on Eternals as well. He's done Young Avengers. He's done Generation Hope which I love that series very much. And I want to say to you, King, I noticed in this issue because Cersei comes out and she's here like, I want a drink. I need a drink. So different from the MCU version. And you were like, you're going to love Cersei in the comics because she matches your personality the best. And I was like, oh yeah, I absolutely loved her in this issue. And I am throwing shade at you purposely because I actually think This was a really good story. I've had, you know, we all know how so many of us feel about IVX, AVX, Avengers versus X Men, which came out in like 2010. I felt at the time was really bad. I think it's aged well with fans. I think fans will be excited to see that in the MCU. People will like the back back issues for that. So I think it's aged well. This, I'm going to say, I was so nervous because I'm like, once again, the X-Men are being wrangled into this new Marvel property that's rising in the MCU because the Avengers weren't the Avengers back in 2010 that they are today. So the X-Men gave them that, obviously with Inhumans and now with Eternals. But I have to tell you, the story Is actually really well written. And it looks like the Eternals wanna control, and fill in the blanks here, please. The Eternals wanna control mutations that are out of control. And that's what we're seeing in this first story of the Free Comic Book Day issue, which is these like monkey psychics (laughs) have like evolved into like a hive mind, and they could one day potentially be a threat. And Odin and uranos uranos are debating about whether or not to get rid of them and odin's like well this isn't you know psychic monkeys aren't worth a war and they burn this entire species that is ruthless and folks at home if you didn't make it to your comic book store and you haven't seen it it's kind of like in here comes tomorrow where phoenix eliminates the bug people and boom it's a total annihilation annihilation <laughs> what you tell me, what, what was being planted in those first couple of pages in terms of seeds that I may have missed? I I mean there's your boy right there. He looks great.
1: Icarus. You know, oh. I will say one thing I noticed about that is um it did he did seem off a little bit. Him and Cersei, mm-hmm. I don't know if it was just it's just like the way they said they said excess deviation, like exclamation points and just the way their eyes are lit up, it just kind of looked a little weird to me versus like, you know, I feel like they're, that's not something they would normally say. It kind of, I honestly, like when I was just flipping through the books, like just like, you know, while I was in line, not really reading, I was like, Oh, something happened. Drugs in control or something, or it's, you know, maybe like the machine is controlling them, but it seems a little robotic. Um, Okay. Which, so, you know, it's, here's a, here's a thing. And I, um, you know, I want to clear this up for people because one of the things when they announced this is Eternals, people start bashing on them and, you know, they haven't read the book, um, you know, the Eternals book. And uh, one thing to say, you know, the Eternals, like Icarus and co, you know, like, you know, Icarus, Cersei, Athena, um, you know, Kingo, Sprite, like, uh, you know, Vastos, they're like kind of like the heroes and they kind of like left eternal society. Uh, because of, you know, what they found out, essentially, that, um, you know, they are, they're just, you know, uh, simply to put it is every time an Eternal, you know, dies and comes back, um, a human life uh, dies as well. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, that was a huge revelation in the, the Eternals book by uh, Kieran, you know, because, like, you know, Icarus is trying to protect this guy because he has a vision. like that he's going to die so he wants to protect him but then you know icarus dies you know saving the machine comes back to life we find out the kid dies and it's because you know it's a life for a life that's how the eternals do it so they left society and they kind of they went to like you know lemuria where like you know the deviants are because they want to figure out you know excess deviation and they want to figure out the secrets right now um icarus and co went to avengers tower because they want to stop thanos is Thanos is the Prime Eternal, but he's also a deviation, which is why they went to the Eternals Tower because it's um, the Dead Celestial, if you know from Jason Aaron's horrible run. Um, but <laughs> I'm sorry, I do you not like
0: Jason Aaron? I didn't quite pick that up. Hate Jason.
1: The <laughs> shade. We don't have we don't have time to talk about that. <laughs> but anyway, so they're in Avengers, big uh, Avengers, like that Dead Celestial base because. Ajak, who's actually a religious psycho, um, not, not like in the movie. Um, Ajak is, is trying to communicate with the dead Celestial because they're trying to figure out um, what the secret to you know deviation is um, because they think it's a way to stop Thanos. And I feel like that's going to lean to something that's currently where we left off is, um, you know, they're they kind of like are still there. The Avengers kind of found them. But, you know, Ajax is going fucking crazy, as she usually does. Um, so I think we'll just see what happens from there, because the next issue isn't out yet.
0: Okay, so the Eternals have been spying on the mutants, and we cut to a scene where Cyclops is being resurrected, because we know he's died a few times in the Krakoan age. I think this is supposed to be the X-Men issue where he died and then becomes Captain Krakoa and his death isn't, you know, since it was so public, it's being kept a secret because Emma is there with Wolverine, but we know in that issue, it was sort of just him and Emma. Maybe something happens later on uh, that we'll figure out and this is just a precursor to it, but there is a spy there called Jack of Knives. I haven't heard of that person. Okay, good. I I thought he was an Eternal, so I'm glad that you hadn't heard of them, because I was like, I have no idea who Jack of Knives is.
1: They probably are an Eternal if they're working for Druid. Because, again, Druid, like, because Eternals, there's a whole, there's an article, like, an interview with Kieran Gillen talking about, um, you know, they said there's, like, Eternals is like a species. It's like, it's Mm -hmm. like a term for the mutants, because they're not really a team, it's called the eternals they're just it's like a species so you know when you classify eternals you're taking like the eternals like icarus and co versus like the eternals who are like you know druid you know the bad people you said there's bad eternals and good eternals so i feel like that's something i want to i want readers to know is that you know then i mean i don't know because icarus everyone's like on the covers so it might be working into the bad eternals but we'll never know until it comes out so the the eternals see
0: excess mutation as threatening and that's why this is sort of the precursor as to why they're coming gonna come after the mutants for whatever fight we're gonna be seeing
1: yeah i mean you know in uh even like cersei says in this book i think she says like um we're uh saving um yeah says thank you uh it was a deviant suffering of an outer control mutation um you know so it sounds like they're it's like mercy i mean even like in uh the current eternals book so athena is like you know been dating a deviant who slowly starts to get you know excess deviation and she has to kill him which is really you know heartbreaking but uh but because you know once they get excess deviation they become like these like monsters and mindless and like you know their pain so you just kind of just and it's like this <laughs> it kind of is in the deviant society um because i think deviants i think those ugly creatures so from the you know kirby's run um so it's a little different than like mutants in general but i feel like it has to be uranos behind something talking about it
0: and that's fair because cersei also says and we really don't like out of control mutations and, and that's the setup there. And obviously, out-of-control mutations, I think it's now being defined as the fact that the mutants can resurrect. And as we find out later on in the next story, they they're not eternal. That's that's ambitious. They're immortal at best. And so that's sort of what's going on with the eternals and their mindset with the with the mutants, at least in terms of you know what the setup is. Okay, but. The next story is the Hellfire Gala, and it's sort of a setup for, to it. Huh?
1: They've not released all the looks before.
0: No, wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Which look have they not released?
1: No, they've released every single variant cover look, except for the one which features named Blood, a Submariner. And the boy needs some time. So,
0: Boy needs some time to get ready. Listen, I have, I have DM Chris Pachalo. I have talked to the Marvel publicity team. I have been trying to get that cover (laughs) for you. You know, I mean, obviously only for you, but um, I've been like, we'll do a cover reveal. No sé qué. And crickets. So my theory is that the cover is probably not ready yet. And Chris Pachalo does amazing. I mean, Generation X. Yeah. Everything. Amazing, amazing work.
1: I'm, just, I'm not worried about what it looks like. I'm just worried about how extra it is because I need to make it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, given last year, I hope it's very extra. I hope it's Doom
1: level extra.
0: Oh, God. that would. I mean, Namor needs to make a presence. Listen, they showed the other characters like Steve Rogers and Black Widow, She-Hulk, yeah. all having really nice Hellfire Gala looks. And I was looking at Russell Dodderman's Insta feed and I was like, oh, look, he posted like non X-Men like Wanda was there too. He got an insane amount of engagement for those posts. And I think that goes to show you that everyone is eager to see other characters that aren't X-Men attend the Hellfire Gala and have really good solid looks because it was a travesty what they did to our king last year.
1: This is he showed up in his regular clothes not even for a crown like he right. is
0: the regent of Atlantis. He should show up like a fucking boss. He should show
1: up just to get Emma's attention.
0: I We were talking to Steve Orlando a couple of days ago, and obviously we know the wedding of Tony Stark and Patsy Walker is on the horizon. And I was like, but there's like this X or not X-Men, this Marvel Almanac or Marvel future of like one-off issues that I was talking about with Nick from Geekable actually and in it a lot of things have been stated that have come true and one of the things is the wedding between Tony Stark and Emma Frost and I was telling Steve Orlando I want Patsy, I love Patsy Walker but I want them to have like an X-Men Colossus Kitty style wedding where it just doesn't happen and Emma steps up and it's like we get married and it's like the wedding of the century
1: yeah Is um, I feel like this is a great segue because I also want to note this one page of the issue that kind of pisses me off is what, what do you kind of notice here? Who's
0: Oh, I know it, it is in my notes right there. He is on the wrong side of history.
1: This is this is this image is they're all because of Jason Aaron. All- it
0: doesn't make sense to me. But to, to set up the issue, we get a narration. About Krakoa and how mutants can, you know, possibly one day rule the planet because of Krakoa. And we cut to Mary Jane and her aunt Anna, who are on some kind of news program. And they're ambassadors for Krakoa Pharma, because as we know, mutants have developed medicine that helps cure ailments of the mind. And so. And Anna, who I didn't know had dementia, was going was ta- is, is taking these pills now, and they're now spokespeople for, for, for these pharmaceutical drugs. It's really great. It's a wonderful setup. And then the next scene is, you know, saying that you know the mutants have resolved more. They will continue going, and we see Nightcrawler being resurrected. And then we see the X-Men versus the Avengers. And yeah, our boy Neymar is on, on their side. It doesn't make sense. He was on the mutant side because he's mutant, mutant during AVX.
1: It's just, it doesn't make sense. He, he wouldn't do that. He would just be like, I, I'm out of here. He would abstain. He wouldn't do that. Like, well, I've been like, I have been reading them just so I can mentally shit on Jason Aaron. He just, he, he just doesn't fit with the Avengers books. He You know, he's on the team, but he's just not, he's not fitting. You know, yeah. He seems like forced because, you know, not as, uh, for the wrong term, but it's just like the wrong choice of words, but like, no one likes him. Like, he doesn't like them. Like, I don't know why he's there. Like, yeah, you know, sometimes the art oak is good, but most of the time it's, you know, it's, it's just not good. Like, Sword. Yeah,
0: I I haven't I haven't kept up. The last time I saw it was oh my god I, I forgot it was like Mortal Kombat but with the Phoenix. What was that crossover called? <laughs> Enter-, and for, Enter the Phoenix was that what? Well, yeah, I mean yeah fine fine Enter the Phoenix. I that's the last time I picked up an Avengers book and really read what was going on with them. But Namor did, needs to be on Krakoa. He needs to align himself with Krakoa in the best.
1: I feel like he would thrive on Krakoa.
0: I agree in the best case scenario, he would thrive. He has a relationship with Emma, no matter how contentious their relationship is from a romantic standpoint, no matter what highs or lows they have, they have profound respect for each other and yeah. they are always about taking care of their people. We've talked about this endlessly. So yeah. I think it makes sense that Krakoa and Atlantis would be, quiet coming together.
1: you know, I feel like he'd be on the quiet council
0: with storm. Who's sole region of the solar system. Why wouldn't you have storm and Namor? and yeah. emma there That's it. you don't even need anyone else storm yeah. namor and emma boom you're done but i have to tell you these next pages i'm curious to see where it's gonna go because it is pretty savage we see wolverine shredding i guess it i, I think that's iron man i thought it was spider-man but now that i'm looking at it it's it's iron man yeah Thor is grabbing his hammer and bashing cyclops's neck that hurts magneto grabs cap's shield and like suffocates him with it and carol danvers snaps rogue's neck i mean this is brutal i don't know how i feel about this i don't i don't like seeing my girl rogue being having her neck snapped like that that is atrocious what were your thoughts on these pages
1: i, I was like was kind of stunned at how dark it went real quick <laughs> But I do like the art of Magneto's reflection in Captain America's shield before he like basically crushes his head with his, with his own shield. But I honestly was actually can I be honest though when I saw the Captain Marvel and uh, like trying to snap Rogue's neck and Rogue's neck, uh, I thought about it
0: you and alicia i was like oh no they're not gonna like this yeah well listen i mean like hey i'm fine i mean we we obviously know they should be fine because of resurrection and they're not going to kill these major characters in just a few pages like this but i was i'm more curious about what is getting them to this point that they're going to murder each other like this and i think it's uranus who's Uh Who's, who's pulling some strings here. I mean, there's obviously a puppeteer here going on because I don't think even during Avengers versus X-Men when the entire planet was at threat because the Phoenix was coming, they did not act this way towards each other.
1: I mean, I also, Druid could be part of this too. Uh, Druid, you know, for example, in the, uh, you know, the, the Neil Gaiman's run, um, he uses power to you know make people see their worst fears and kill themselves um, oh
0: so, that's fair i see what I you're saying i feel like
1: go pretty extreme he does that all i mean he like i said dreary's not a good guy he does some really shady things and pretty very fucked up things so um uh, i wouldn't be surprised if he has some influence or something or Uranus has some influence so so it's, a, it's all kind of up in the air because it feels it does feel pretty extreme like uh like some sort of like premonition
0: yeah you know what i think it's fair it's this is this can either be a premonition or somehow they're being manipulated by the eternals or there's something going on here Yeah, and then so i think we're on the same page i definitely don't think they're acting in character but i think who is acting in character in these last few pages is um, the big explosive finale i actually got a scoop on this and and then it was reported on uh, very publicly on newsrama or bleeding cold i don't know who but they also they they reported on this these last pages with mary jane and aunt anna coming back to her house and mary jane is like oh who's there in the shadows i know you're there and this dark figure grabs Mary Jane and is like, ask me who I'm going to wear to the Hellfire Gala because I need your invite. And Mary Jane like gets subdued and she goes, who are you going to wear? And the figure turns out to be Moira. And she says, my name is Moira. And when you wake up, I'll be wearing you. And that page right there. Traumatizing.
1: Is, I was not, can i be honest, but I don't know much about Moira. Uh, besides, like Rose Byrne, uh. <laughs> <laughs> who is a fantastic Moira, by the way. Yeah, but since I saw this, I was like, "Oh, that's not Rose Byrne at all." Like,
0: <laughs> so Moira, um, it was revealed that she's a mutant recently, and yeah. she can she reincarnates in in various lives. She's had ten lives. She may have had, an, or she may have an eleventh, which was decided in uh, ten deaths, and she comes back in a robot body and she is a full-blown villain now, and she is, I guess, hijacking Mary Jane's body and going to wear it to the Hellfire Gala. I think that is so traumatizing. That is why when the images of Mary Jane in the Hellfire Gala were coming out, I was posting them on our Instagram feed, being like, those who don't know, because that is Moira underneath there. And this I think this is so tragic. I am so sad for Mary Jane, but also I kind of love it.
1: Is Mary Jane dead?
0: I don't know. It, it, that's a really good question. But what they are doing, I did get a scoop on something else and it is out there. So it's not even exclusive to me. Someone someone else reported it, but I think we're going to see a lot more Spider-Man and X-Men stories tied together. I think that's what's going to come out of this next generation of stuff.
1: Interesting. Okay
0: weird but okay <laughs> but yeah so that was our our prelude to judgment day How, what are your overall feels on this is it what you were expecting are you excited i hate the eternals after this i am ready to fight
1: you know i am ready to fight Druid. um to say that one thing i, I will say um uh, I thought it was good. One thing I wish we saw was was Thanos. Um, maybe they just didn't put him in there because the latest issue hasn't come out yet of Eternals, which I think there's one more issue until Judgment Day for them. So um, I feel like maybe that's a spoiler, but or maybe not. But the fact that they didn't mention that Thanos is Eternal Prime at all kind of makes me be like, are they saving this or... Because it's because there's an interview with Kieran. He's like, "Will he be Eternal Prime still?" It's like, "All right, well, let's see what's up." So, because I want people to know that, like, as the you know, as the internet's like, you know, basically one and only Eternal fan <laughs> who's in keeping this, you know, I I feel like I'm just keeping this franchise alive. <laughs> it's true. Uh, Marvel needs
0: to send you like a gift basket. They should.
1: They should. I'm sing, you know, I'm still promoting the shit out of them. Um, but besides the point, is like, I just feel like. You know, yeah, I could just be, you know, as you famously say, putting on my clown makeup, defending on the Eternals, because I don't know what's going to happen. But I just feel like the because Icarus actually teamed up with the X-Men when he left uh, Eternal Society because Zarus wouldn't condemn Druid from mind controlling a whole nation being a dictator um, back in the 2007 run. So he teamed up with the Eternals to help take down Druid. Sorry, he teamed up with the X Men to take down Druid. So they've been pretty buddy buddy before. And like they related that they're both very powerful. So it's not like, you know, he hates them. Um, Because again, like, you know, in the books, Icarus is more of a Captain America, you know, goody goody, like hero guy, you know, doing the right thing versus the the movie, who's kind of like more like Ajax. That's a whole other conversation. Um, But yeah, it's just my thoughts.
0: I don't understand. I mean, to to piggyback off of what you're saying about the eternal's hate i don't understand the eternal's hate that's going on out there they were supposed to be in moon Knight and they were cut from I'm moon night
1: so upset about that like it, it, you know they would I, have
0: been perfect in moon Knight.
1: i would have screamed like <laughs> <laughs> what would have been oh you were ah <laughs> Because they said, like, they had, like, maybe, like, three to four. I was like, okay, I was going to say king already, but I feel like Makari would have been an option because her, like, title card in the, in the end credits was, like, also, like, a hieroglyph of her. Um So Makari definitely would have been doing it. Then it probably just been a question of money because, I mean, probably, like, Icarus and or Richard Madden's probably high-ticket value, and Gemma Chan's probably high-ticket, Angelina's high-ticket, so it's probably maybe Fastos would probably come in and maybe i feel like you'd have to get another fighter so maybe so maybe acres they want to really spend that cash but um that would be kind of a long stretch because i'm sure richard madden is very expensive <laughs> yeah they can't afford richard madden who's <laughs> <laughs> kind of yeah. great so one thing i noticed when they released the whole thing with the event as they said like there was a quote that said like you know there's one thing we didn't stop is at uh you know one deviation we didn't stop it was the the mutants and everyone was all up in arms like oh it was like the Eternals like they're bad and I was like take 10 seconds again review the bottom who's saying this quote Druig you know again people aren't reading you don't read the Eternals comics um don't know <laughs> 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 don't know again like I'll I'll like you know bookend it Druig he is a backstabber a murderer in fairness he's... i didn't even pick up on the quote <laughs> well i'm just saying i saw a lot of people throwing hate at the eternals after that quote was released online yeah. and i was just like it's jerk he's horrible he's saying this shit and that should be like he's not angsty he's he's a killer
0: so... right it would be like sinister saying something and it being emblematic of the x-men oh, and it's like is... no it's it's not it's sinister he's a despicable character he's going to do despicable things
1: exactly that's exactly what i was thinking so that's, that's the one thing one wanted. the end this (laughs) app.
0: well it's all in good fun but i'm i'm looking forward to a very spirited debate we'll have scott we'll have michelle we'll bring in flink we'll bring in a lot of people well actually i think flink is um reading on the unlimited's app but we'll bring in some people if you have an eternal stand with you (laughs) i think i think michelle will be team you with the with the eternals yeah
1: okay i got like mathena with me Uh okay so
0: it'll be me and scott versus you guys
1: yeah yeah you can bring in nick and just have the he's for the eternals so oh yeah
0: we bring in nick we'll bring in cole like we'll have fun it's going to be a nice i can't wait for this
1: what power of x and judgment day
0: (laughs) and now you have just branded this crossover thank (laughs) you very much you are at the helm of it we're gonna do a full logo that's Mm. bravo (laughs) anymore where can folks at home find you and what, uh, and what do you have coming up?
1: Um, well, firstly, uh, you can find me at Namor Cosplay, N-A-M-O-R Cosplay, on all the platforms. I have just taken that handle and I have blocked it, um, so no one else can take it. Oh um, yeah!
0: Once Black Panther drops part yeah. two, that's it, man.
1: I, I got the I got the domain.
0: Uh, <laughs> 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 that's hysterical,
1: but. As you know, I am Namor Cosplay, but I do, you know, I guess I've kind of rebranded myself uh, as Nova Cosplay. Um, I just came out with my Nova Cosplay. Of course, you Uh, broke the internet when you did that. um, You know, I brought my helmet right here. So if you want to see that. Yeah. (laughs) So I do have some new Nova content coming out soon. So just be on the lookout for that. Also, I did not forget Namor. This is the summer of Namor is what I'm calling it. So You know, look out for collabs and different villains and maybe Lady Dorma and uh, everything. So it's going to be a big summer.
0: All right, folks, that is our quick review. Well, it wasn't that quick a review. It was a quick issue. But that was our review of the free comic book day, Judgment Day. We have Steve Orlando coming on the podcast and Lawrence Bain, who voiced Cable. So look out for more. And Judgment Day is coming in July. and it's power of x-men judgment day that's it (laughs) i have to talk to my brother for a new logo all right guys we'll see you next time well thanks sugar the age of apocalypse is now over and we'll see you next time the age of apocalypse is over for now